What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Kyle Coster Show presented by The Big Lead. Here's a stat. Kevin Durant might very well have five titles if he had stayed in Golden State. Gigantic mistake. The butterfly effect. Ben Simmons did not attend game four due to his back issues. Due to some other issues, too. I told you yesterday. I'll tell you again. He's done. Over. Gone. Finito. Even Sister Jean can get her ass to the game. And she's 102. Brooklyn. Jesus. Haven't seen Nets torch like this since NBA Jam. Steven Nash. Stick to soccer. Kyrie Irving. A voice for the winless. His game is flatter than his perception of the world. The Nets. Oh, Kenyon Martin would have never let that happen. They're a disgrace to the uniform. Kerry Kittles worked too damn hard for this. The only artisanal thing you can't get in Brooklyn? A playoff win. Chris Broussard wore a paper bag on his head today because he picked the Nets to win the East. I hope he brought enough for all the players and coaches on the bench. Imagine showing your face next year if you're Ben Simmons. Imagine being able to look Simmons in the eye if you're one of his teammates. Yikes. Hey, bright side for Kyrie Irving. He now has more time to do all the important work he's been doing, like, um, and, uh, uh, but let's not forget the Boston Celtics. This is the first time in my entire life I felt a strange, growing respect for a C's team. I'll be honest. Makes me sick. Jason Tatum doing all of this at 19. What a future he has. Marcus Smart. He's a winner. Boston is everything the Nets aren't. One team wanted a championship. One side wanted to have a championship parade without doing the work. Those are two very different things. Real talk, Boston winning is terrible for this country. But damn it, it is good content for Bill Simmons. Guy's going to need to pace himself. Drink a water. Hey, the Philadelphia 76ers, you're not off the hook. The next time James Harden puts a team on his back, will be the first. Joel Embiid. You don't deserve this. Doc Rivers, you do. Haven't seen Philadelphians this nervous since World War Z. Game seven at home with a chance to blow a 3-0 series lead. It's a schedule for narcotic. Put it in my veins. Haven't seen a Philadelphia organization this mismanaged since Charlie 
was put in charge of Patty's Pub. This week on Always Sunny, the gang gets nervous. The gang gets passive aggressive about James Harden shooting 11 times. Jalen Rose said it. Why does this guy's shooting percentage look like concert dates? Five of 19, five, 24, six, 26, seven, 21. Guys going on tour. Looks like he'll have a lot of time to do so this summer. Hey, new tradition if Philly blows this. Everybody goes out and falls down the Rocky steps. Rocky would never let this happen. Rocky, tough guy. Rocky, the anti-Doc Rivers. Daryl Morey, don't look now, but it's happening again. Don't get scared. Daryl Morey, do it one time. Daryl Morey, paper tiger. Daryl Morey, biggest sweat since sending that China tweet. Hey, how about those Mavericks? Up 3-2 with the best player in basketball. Looking like the best player in basketball. Here are 10 things more fun than guarding Luka Doncic. Doing your taxes. Doing yard work. Wrestling a bear. Drinking a gallon of milk. A root canal. Putting your hand in a vice to see how red it can get. Burning your fingers on the stove. Getting bit by a dog. Watching a full episode of Charmed. And finally, not guarding Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, body like a first baseman. Game like a first ballot Hall of Famer. Luka Doncic, a little extra to love. Luka Doncic, he'll make it from there. And there. And over there. And especially back there. But don't get up on him. Because he'll pass it from there, and there, and up there, and from there as well. What are you going to do? Put your head between your knees. Pray for sweet death. The Utah Jazz make beautiful music until the playoffs. The Utah Jazz keep playing the same note. The Utah Jazz have lost the rhythm. The Utah Jazz played like Utah pizza tastes. Donovan Mitchell, New York Knicks, make it happen. Donovan Mitchell, breaking Stephen A. Smith's brain. Donovan Mitchell, being anointed the MVP, only to be anointed the biggest failure in 2023. I'll write the post now. Publish it later. Donovan Mitchell, going to get paid. Donovan Mitchell, going to be the same guy in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, do it one time, then do it a second time. You won't. The Utah Jazz, a team that looks good on paper. Utah Jazz, a team that looks awful on the court. Rudy Gobert, make a damn shot. Rudy Gobert, one-way player. Rudy Gobert, hollow stats. Rudy Gobert, can't be on the court when it matters. Rudy Gobert should wear number 19. Rudy Gobert will never have a ring. Rudy Gobert, is this all there is? Rudy Gobert, apparently yes. (laughs) 
Good Morning Football is losing another key member as Andrew Marchand of the New York Post reports Kay Adams is leaving NFL Network when her contract is up at the end of this month. Per the Post, Adams appears to be a prime candidate to head to Amazon and be one of the faces of their NFL coverage next season. It is a tough loss for Good Morning Football, which also lost Nate Burleson last year. With Adams' departure, the program will need a new host to usher along the creatively wacky segments cooked up by Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and the rest of the team. Whoever the host is will have to either relocate to New York or stay in New York to be able to film each morning, which will naturally limit NFL Network's options. Who could replace Adams as host of Good Morning Football? Here are a few options. Rachel Benetta. Benetta immediately sticks out as a natural replacement for Adams. She spent a lot of time on the show over the last six months, and her energy matches the rest of the crew perfectly. Benetta could bring Good Morning Football to another level in regards to its comedic sketches, too. She's been the author of the funniest skits NFL Network has aired. Benetta has the tools to make the leap. However, she already has a ton of responsibilities throughout NFL Network that would clash with daily hosting and may not be enthusiastic about relocating, as detailed by the Post. Bonetta is such a presence on the show already that it wouldn't be a big change from a viewing perspective, and it would certainly make it more fun with her rambunctious personality. If the pieces line up, she makes a lot of sense. MJ Acosta Ruiz. Acosta Ruiz is currently the host for NFL Total Access, which is both a great gig and has a schedule that couldn't be more different than Good Morning Football's. There could be an opportunity for more visibility due to the program's social presence, which could appeal to the former Raiders and Niners reporter. She has two years of full-time hosting experience under her belt and brings a traditional journalist perspective to the show that's not always present. Acosta Ruiz checks all the boxes NFL Network would look for in an Adams replacement. The question will simply be if she wants it. Working a 7 p.m. schedule for NFL Total Access every week is almost the literal opposite of what she'd do for Good Morning Football, and there's less of a chance to consistently work with the network's top personalities to set up breaking news segments. Pros and cons everywhere, but Acosta Ruiz would fit in very well if she made the pivot. Colleen Wolf. NFL Network knows Wolf can handle a high-profile gig, and it theoretically wouldn't interfere with her game day duties for the network. But it's a pretty heavy work schedule to host a 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. morning show all week, then show out for NFL Sundays. All that said, NFL Network would be thrilled to bring Wolf aboard, given the level she's at in terms of name recognition and spending years working Thursday night football pregame shows. Final option, Kimmy Checks. Checks has been on a meteoric rise over the last few years, and the 25-year-old's best opportunity yet may be coming along thanks to Adam's departure. The vibrant energy the young host brings to the screen would mesh very well with Good Morning Football's whole vibe, and it would be her biggest opportunity yet for consistent exposure on the national level. The show has become a haven of sorts for rising stars to further establish their potential. Sometimes they leave once achieving that peak, and sometimes they stick around for the long run. Either way, it'd be a tremendous step for checks, and one NFL network would be happy to give one of their true homegrown talents, whether it be checks, whether it be someone else on this list. The sticking point is the same reason checks could be great. She's relatively young. Adams was all over the industry on TV for years before landing the Good Morning Football hosting gig. While the chemistry of the staff that remains will make for an easy transition to a different host, NFL Network may be more inclined to give the job to a more experienced personality. But there's still a few months to go before football season, and thus lots of time 
for someone like checks to acclimate. That was from Liam McCune who wrote that post for us. What I would say about this news is that it's expected, but it is still a bummer because you could make the argument. And I have before that good morning football is the best sports show, not just in the mornings at any time on the TV schedule, what they've been able to do, what they've been able to accomplish with that group, the chemistry they have on air is spectacular. People are used to it. And I think the point where good morning football made the transition to this next level of the stratosphere is when it became comfort food, when it became learned behavior to tune in and meet the familiar crew in the morning with breakfast. And Adams was a huge part of that. She may never have had the splashiest segments, maybe didn't go viral as much as Kyle and Peter do with their bits. And maybe her ceiling is not what Burleson's is. As you see, Burleson has gone over to CBS on Sunday and then also the CBS morning show. But she was so damn good and she will remain so damn good at kind of being the point guard in that position, the system quarterback, the one who puts the ball in the hands where it needs to go, keeping things on time. She's really good at establishing a fast but not frenetic pace of delineating and distributing information without it feeling heavy, without getting away from the fun too much. I do think that the show will miss her. And I do think that it'll take a momentary step back no matter where they decide to go, because it's really hard to just plug and play someone who's that essential to the way the show operates. What Good Morning Football does have going for it, however, is something that was alluded to in the post is that when you see the guest host like Benetta, or actually when I was there, it was Acosta Ruiz, then just Acosta, I believe at the time, we'll get IT and fact check on that. But they do a really good job molding and bringing maybe those second unit players in off the bench. And it does create a little bit different vibe. Its strength is that it's comfortable being something different every single day, going where the conversation takes, where the personalities want to lead, what the mood is on set that morning. You get the sense that this is more of an SNL show than it is something that's tightly scripted that has all these notes you want to hit. As a matter of fact, I think Peter Schrager was just on a podcast with Brian Curtis over at The Ringer, and he talked about these are the elements we want to get across while we're speaking but we're not going to give the whole game away in pre-production meetings with each other because we want reactions, takes to be organic. We don't want it to feel like it's too laid out. And that way you're getting a really natural and authentic look at what people really think. More shows should do it. More shows probably will do it. The problem, of course, is that it's a high degree of difficulty and you need these phenomenal players, which they do have up and down the roster and whoever will fill in will do a good job. This show will find its legs quickly. I'm very confident and will continue to be must-see television in the morning. Something about Kevin Durant has caused sports pundits to consider the bus. Who rides it? Who drives it? And what are the lessons this staple of public transportation can teach us about the world, about the world of sport, about the world at large, about all of us, about what it means to be a leader and what it means to be a passenger. This is all either a completely germane and natural development 
or a dastardly native advertising campaign by Bluebird and Greyhound. On Sunday night, Charles Barkley launched into a dissertation on Kevin Durant being a bus rider and not a bus driver. It didn't make much sense unless you consider 99.8% of the league to be failures, of course, but it was content nonetheless. Here we go. Is Kevin Durant a great, great player? He is, and he's been stifled by Boston. And I was going to go there. And, and let me tell you something. I don't want to badmouth the dude, but I'm, I, I, see, you guys always talk about that championship stuff. I try to tell y'all, all these bus riders, they don't mean nothing to me. If you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around and talk about you a champion. If you riding the bus, I don't want to hear it. Come on, Shaq, tell them. All these guys walk around with these championship rings. Hey, y'all bus riders. Well, let That's me tell you something. The road, when you bust, when you the bus driver and you got all that pressure where you have to play well, are you going to get the blame? That's a different animal. It's a different animal. But I, I think also guys, guys are on the bus. Yeah. They're also important. given directions. Yeah. No, no, like, no, no, giving stop. directions. No, no. I'm there are guys that are on that bus giving directions. They're, they're, not just, hey. they're not just sitting there. Yeah, they just own the bus. No, because, no, no. because let me tell you something. No, the, the Clippers, Ke because let me tell there's you something. Okay, because Kevin Durant's not on the bus. He's just not on the bus. Yeah, no. But he's never he, on what, the bus. what has happened when he was driving the bus? Well, he's never just. No, well, what was happening when he was driving the bus? He lost to the finals. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, he did. And then when he was in Oklahoma City again. But he but, was driving him. You don't think yeah. he was the bus driver in, in Golden State? No, I do not. You don't think he was the best player on that team? Uh, no, I do not. Wow. I do. Well, you can say that, but he, he I thought he was the best player. You don't join no 73 win team and talk about you. <laughs> but he was the best player. No, he, he got MVP. He wasn't the best player. Iguodala wasn't the best player. He got MVP. Stop that. All right. This was after the Nets had fallen behind the Boston Celtics 3-0 in an opening playoff series. Durant played exceptionally well on Monday night, yet not well enough to ward off a sweep, which opened the door for ESPN's Jay Williams to go back to the newfound well early this morning. I woke up and I chose violence. And the, what's that mean? The only way the Nets will ever win a world championship is if Kevin Durant becomes the bus driver. There are bus drivers and there are bus riders in life. KD on paper looks like the bus driver, but he's not. It's been Kyrie. It's been Kyrie since KD followed him to Brooklyn. It's been Kyrie since Kyrie dealt with all the George Floyd issues and left the team. It's been Kyrie since, and we backed him, everything happening with the pandemic. It's been Kyrie even when after the game, you get swept by the Brooklyn Nets, um, by the Boston Celtics, and Kyrie Irving is smiling while he's hugging his former teammates. Let me tell you a shift that I saw last night for KD to become the bus driver. Did you notice throughout the entire game, KD was being uber aggressive? By the way, every time Kyrie scored, you didn't see any of those fancy handshakes. You didn't see any of those dapping up. KD barely looked at him. There's a shift that needs to occur in Brooklyn. KD needs to be the bus driver. And I think I saw it last night for the first time where it says, it doesn't matter what the hell happens, get out of my way. Either you're on my bus, or if you're not, get the hell off. That's what I saw. Williams' take sounded awfully familiar, which is perhaps part of choosing violence. It does feel very violent to make a person wonder if they're going crazy 
at eight in the morning, or if they are, in fact, hearing yet again about the intersection of sports and bus culture. Remarkably, this is actually the third time the wheels on the symbolism have gone round and round over the past 36 hours. Here's Speak for Yourself's Emmanuel Acho yesterday afternoon saying stuff about Durant's inability to operate a Class 5 vehicle. A word of warning here. He is going to blast you right in the face with a lot of stuff. You've been warned. I will start with empirical data, and then I will back it up with my own opinion. Okay. Empirical data. When Steph Curry and Kevin Durant played on the same team, Steph Curry, without Kevin Durant, the Warriors had a better record and a better winning percentage than when Kevin Durant played without Steph Curry. The empirical data lies before your eyes. When they played together, 131 and 37. When Steph played without KD, 27 and 4. When KD played without Steph, 23 and 17. The data speaks for itself, but if it does not speak, then I shall atone for what but it lacks. Now, if Kevin Durant was the bus driver for the Warriors, then Kevin Durant could get in another bus and take that bus to the same destination of a title. Because historically speaking, we have seen that happen. Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. Was Shaq the bus driver? Well, he left and he went to Miami and he won a title. Kobe Bryant. Was Kobe or Shaq the bus driver? Well, Shaq left and Kobe won a title. D-Wade. Was D-Wade the bus driver? Well, D-Wade won with Shaq and D-Wade won with Braun. LeBron. Was LeBron with the bus driver? Well, LeBron won with D-Wade and LeBron won with Kyrie. Historically speaking, Kawhi Leonard. Was Kawhi Leonard the bus driver? Well, Kawhi Leonard won in San Antonio with Timmy Duncan and Kawhi Leonard went and, went, went and won with Kyle Lowry. Was Tim Duncan the bus driver? Well, Tim Duncan won with David Robinson. <laughs> And Tim Duncan won with Manu Ginobili. And Tim Duncan won with Tony Parker. If you are the bus driver, then you can leave, go elsewhere, and drive another bus. Or you can stay put, and the person who we might misconstrue as being the driver can leave, and you can still win. Steph Curry won with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green. Then Steph Curry won with Kevin Durant. So Steph Curry has proven to be able to do what Kevin Durant cannot do. Steph Curry could win without KD, and Steph Curry could win with KD. Oh, okay. What the hell is going on here? Is this the not-so-subtle creep of big bus? Is it because Durant plays in Brooklyn where there are a lot of buses? Is Jerome Bettis trying to generate buzz for a new business endeavor? How deep does this thing go? Craziest of all is that Michael Jordan, the one basketball player in history everyone would agree drove the bus, is actually more famous for riding the bus. I don't know what any of this means. What I do know is that there's never been a better time to talk about buses. That sound from TNT Inside the NBA, ESPN, KJ Will Z, and Speak for Yourself, Person Fox Sports. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.